Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going, Ryan? Going just fine, Joe. It's not Sunday night, and we're not particularly smoked yet. So That's right. Um, we did race last week. I wasted the afternoon, man. I was, I was all happy and excited. Joe 3 won the Pinewood Derby. Overall. Oh, th- you're talking about today you wasted the afternoon. Well, yeah, and then we okay. we after that we watched this movie on HBO Max. It was supposed to be the next big thing. It's called The Little Things. It's got like Jared Leto and Denzel Washington and the dude who played Freddie Mercury in the Queen movie. Sure. And I'm like, oh, great group of actors, and it just it it was horrible. <laughs> Plot line that went nowhere and then off a cliff. So yeah, that happens. Yeah, it does. It's just a bummer. It happens with that group of actors. You know what I mean? Sure. Because they all worked well together, and Jared Leto plays a great creep. So. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost to the point of where you're like, that dude's fucking weird. Oh, he's super weird. Super weird. Talented. Great musician, great actor, but man, one of the weirdest guys out there. Yeah. He's up there with Joaquin Phoenix and weirdness. Mm, I I think there's a pretty big difference there. Joaquin is, is batshit crazy and... Jared Leto is Leto whatever. Yeah. He's just weird. Yeah, that's true. He's just a really weird guy. I don't th- I don't think Joaquin's weird. I think he's fucking nuts. I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's why he was so great at the Joker. And it's why he was so disturbing playing the Joker. Sure. Haven't they both played the Joker? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jared played more of a clowny type of a joker and then yeah joaquin was like so disturbed is horrific okay yeah i didn't i didn't bother watching that movie i did i'm uh i'm fully fully over superhero movies oh it wasn't a superhero movie at all that's the thing well just anything even adjacent to no, it oh yeah for sure for sure um yeah that's when beth and i were big in in, well, when you could go to the theaters, Beth and I were going every week. You know, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like the week before. And it's like, oh, this one will be great. And you just leave the theater creeped out. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. But then you go see the yeah. Joker the next week and you leave the movie oh, okay. theater creeped out. Sure. Yeah. What did I see last? I probably something Star Wars. Yeah, I probably saw the latest Star Wars in the yeah. theater. I never got into it, I, you know, and I've tried watching it, and I did not hate it. I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. You know what I mean? Sure. I I have I have such nostalgia towards towards Star Wars that I have time for it, even if it sucks. Right. Sure. So. Uh, are, are you big into it, like uh, Keenan from the No Name, to where you've read the books? Uh, I I read a little bit when I was a kid, but I'm I'm really not into reading books of movies that I've seen, except for um, I really like the Jack Reacher books, but they're okay. You know, they're the storylines are 
you know, there's countless books. Well, it, so it's it has nothing to do with the movie. Right. And then, you know, Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher isn't really, you know. No, I know it bugs the shit out of, like, Jack Reacher purists. Yeah. And I'm not one of those either because I really enjoy the Hollywood version okay. of Jack Reacher. Um, probably just because I don't even care how how crazy he is i'm i'm a huge tom cruise fan like i don't want to hang out with him oh yeah no i am too ever but uh i like his movies yeah i like his movies also it's just i can't get over the fact that he's only five foot seven you know what i mean (laughs) wait no he he's like five two or something yeah he's incredibly short yeah and he's playing all these. It's like, dude, no. And you right. know, he was well, also look at Kevin Hart trying to be a badass. Yeah, it's true. He's also a great high school wrestler, Tom Cruise. You wouldn't even know it. I definitely wouldn't. But no, that so kind he, of bodes. That's actually par for the course for little guys, though. Yeah, he was a because great they end athlete. up as a senior. They end up wrestling eighth graders. Yeah, you re- wrestling as a senior at a hundred and ten pounds. Right. Or, yeah, some guys I remember even wrestled at, like, 103 their senior year. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're state (laughs) champion, but you beat little kids. Yeah, it's like when you get into those 160 ranges, that's where you're wrestling real men. (laughs) It's like when Kramer took karate. Yes. You know, everybody (laughs) gives me crap about that, about jiu-jitsu. It's like, there's no kids in my class, guys. (laughs) Well, everybody's, you know, most people have seen that episode of. Oh, yeah. Of Seinfeld, so that's what it's going to lead to. It is. Yeah. I, I, but when I was a white belt in karate, I, I don't remember that they're def. The class was definitely just for kids. It wasn't an open, you know, so, universe like yep. that where a Kramer could have even come oh, in and tossed us around. So what's happened is, so Joe Three's in karate, and you start out in the little kids program, and you go through the little dragons program, and then after that. He's got an adult belt. He's literally two belts away from being a black belt, okay? Okay. But he's in that class with full-grown adults. Right. And they spar. Like he. Put, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I, I watched it very closely, make sure none of that Kramer shit was happening. Because <laughs> you can sit there and lightly, you know, you, you can do a move without making full contact. You know what I mean? Yep. Was, yeah, for sure. Yeah, making, karate's not about hurting people. Right. And I was making sure that was happening. Hey, before we get into our next segment, um, let's do an ad real quick. Yeah, let's. That was a great segue. I know. Super smooth, Joe. I know, but we only got five minutes. Nailed it. I know. So we are brought to you this week by the Blooming Prairie RC Park in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. Um, they're an off-road dirt track outside. They race every Saturday from when the snow melts to when the snow flies. Back in November, there are people out there running. It's nuts. They have a... 10th scale and 8th scale. 10th scale and and electric. Yep. They'll, if you, if you bring something, they'll find a class for you to run it in. Um, they have a covered driver's stand. They have car rentals, um... The transponders infrared system. They have a big Ziploc baggie full of rental transponders, so you'd be covered there. Um, and their cancer fundraiser race is 
September 11th. I'm definitely going to be at that one. Love it. So, yeah, check out Blooming Prairie RC Park on Facebook. All right, we still got about two to three minutes before we got to make a phone call. Should I uh, hit the beginner segment real quick since it almost flows together? Absolutely. And uh, the beginner segment, what do we call that again? We call that the driver's meeting. The driver's meeting, yes. So I... the driver's meeting segment, which is currently unsponsored, but could be with yes. your hard-earned money. Give it to me. I, I had that written down too. So my beginner segment is driver's meeting. Driver's meeting is about glues, Loctites, tapes, double-sided tapes, all that stuff. So here's the deal. You always want a thing of Loctite, a thing of quality tire glue, a thing of quality double-sided tape and a quality thing of electrical tape in your box at all times. I've seen it so many times over the over the years where new guys use a lesser than double-sided tape and their stuff gets flopping around or let's say they tape something down to where they should have glued it or glued it where they should have taped it, all that stuff. So yeah, just... Um, like a good example is I had to get some more double-sided tape. You know what I've been using, Ryan, that I've really been liking? What's that? Gorilla double-sided tape. 30 I pound... didn't know they made one. Yeah, 30-pound strength. Oh, I don't think I'd... we're going to differ on that one. Yeah. I... I don't want stuff that's that hard to – actually, okay, so if I was like building an e-buggy yep. or something, I would want something with that kind of strength. So I with my with my tenth scale cars that I swap. Yep. Electronics. So I swap electronics back and forth between my two stock buggies, my six point two and my six point two D. Okay. And I don't use the plate. Oh, I got easily swap them. I pop stuff off of the plate because I use two different weight. Yep. Use steel and aluminum between the two, right? Right. So Gorilla also makes a fifteen pound. Nice. But that's the thing, too. I've tried getting away with cheap tapes. Um, Loctite makes a double-sided tape. Hmm. I, I tried to like that stuff for years. Okay. And it always popped loose. So I use I use pretty much the basic stuff that you can just get at a hobby shop. Yep. Sometimes I use the thicker, clear stuff, like the Kyosho style. Yeah. Sometimes I use the regular black stuff. But when I use the regular black stuff, I... If it's an off-road car, I double up on the double-sided tape. So I make it okay. double thickness so there's a little bit more forgiveness in there for when you slap land right. the car. And also, one more thing, always clean the surfaces with motor cleaner that you're going to tape. Absolutely. Yep. Or, you know, just wing it like me, and once in a while your shit falls out in the middle of a run. Yeah. Um. One more thing, Um. Also, I want to say, watch what kind of Loctite you're using where. Not very often you want to use red Loctite. You just want to stick to the blue. So Yeah, I, I pretty much, these days, I don't take a lot of chances on 10th scale stuff because I don't check it as often as I do my 12th scale spec car. Um, anything that's metal on metal, I'm using blue Loctite. Right, right. But not red because you want it to come apart. Not red yeah that's correct yep okay um we're cool. gonna hey i you said glue too at some point i don't know if you said it on the show or just to yeah. me 
in the message beforehand. Uh, I don't get too picky with 10th scale. Yep. But when it comes to 8th scale, man, there's a company out there that rhymes with Schmay, Schmay, Gay, Schmay. And I use their tire glue on any 8th scale tire that I glue up. As do I. Always the Schmay, Gay, Schmay. That's all I use everywhere all the time. Sure. And I'm not picky on the 10th scale because I my 10th scale stuff never starts coming apart. I know what you mean, but I mean, why not use the same on everything? Oh, for sure. For sure. See, see, that's me doing you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my Joe impression. Uh, yeah, I grab, I grab anything if I can't get my AKA, and I'll use it for 10th scale, but I will not. I mean, the only way I'll do it is if I'm at the track, do not have AKA and something else is available, I'll throw it on there. But I'd, I've had tire failures on just about everything except that AKA glue in it. I don't know if it's just coincidence or if they actually use different glue that is better. I have no idea. I want to say it's a consistency of it. It's like a medium consistency, and it sure. gives the bead time to set before it cures, I think. Right. Um, I know Jeff Ford and Senior... Both use this Loctite glue, but I think to the general public, it's like $28 a bottle. Sure. I'm sure. not doing right that. <laughs> so we got a phone call to make here. Where are we calling? Yeah, I'm making it. And okay. he says, give me a couple minutes. Oh, so good. I can move on to our On the Tone yep. segment. That's our word association. I'm going to throw some stuff out there for Junior. Junior is going to try to give me a gut reaction. Yep. I love these. (laughs) All right. The on the tone segment. Here we go. First one, false start. Uh, Novice races. (laughs) Uh, Cheater parts. I want to say a name, but I'm not going to. Certain people in stock racing. Tire heaters. We've done this before, becoming more and more and more necessary. (laughs) So, right in the middle of the On the Tone segment, welcome Kenny Short to the show. Kenny, I'll introduce you in a minute here. Um, Okay. Actually, we'll we'll just go ahead and switch to your segment because your background noise is kind of loud. So, welcome Kenneth Short. He's a a longtime friend of mine. We we met in college. Uh, we didn't know that we shared the affinity for BMX riding at that point, but that came to light at a later date. We uh, we both loved not going to class, but going to hockey. Yep. So we met at the Open Hockey, which was one of the many great amenities at St. Cloud State University at the time. We were both skating pretty much every day at noon, whether we had class or not. Kenny is RC curious, so one day... When I was, some of you will remember when I was doing Ryan's messy RC room, and that was like a, a thing where people would hang out with me while I was working on cars, building cars, whatever. Well, one day I accidentally posted it to my regular Facebook, which I had never done before. <laughs> I had only done it within one of the one of the racing groups. Yep. And I was mortified because I'm like, oh god, people know I you know are going to see this now. <laughs> I was a little less comfortable with my nerdism at that point but anyway kenny was one of the people that was like what the hell's going on here i gotta figure out something about this 
So Kenny's RC curious. Okay. And he's got some questions for us. It's called Kenny's Questions. Sounds good. That's right. I sure do. Um, yeah. So so it's funny you bring up that story about when you posted that video because I logged in and I was watching for a little bit, and I was asking when uh, I was asking you stuff like ASL. You know, like how people used to do yeah. aim back in the day. Yeah. And, age, uh, sex, location. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was asking where I where do I pay for the premium uh, subscription and and basically asking you to take your shirt off, but you wouldn't do it. This anyway, was before um, OnlyFans was a thing. Yeah, yeah. We could have invented OnlyFans. Damn, we missed out Damn on that man. one. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> but uh, no, RC curious, just like being bi curious. I mean, you, you don't know until you try, right? Right. So, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, the first question that comes to mind for me is when, for you two, was your first experience with a really cool car? Ooh. Oh, go ahead, Joe. When I was five years old, my dad got his first RC car. It was a 112 scale Kyosho Nitro Datsun truck and he had the old stick radios. And the second he got that, he would never let me drive it, but I was hooked. How about you, Ryan? So when I was 14, I was living, I was either 13 or 14, living in Invergrove Heights and I was really heavy into my BMX racing and kind of scrubby dirt jumping phase. And one of my friends, his name's Joe DeLeon. He was one of the older guys in our little riding gang. Uh, him and his dad got into RC for a while because they were going to Dewey's Hobbies. Yep. And his dad had an RC-10 whatever, you know, of that era. Sure. And Joe had, remember when Traxxas had race cars? Yep. So they had a, a two-wheel drive, a cheap two-wheel drive, and that's what my friend Joe had, and he was trying to make that work. Oh, shit, no. This is actually my second, the second time I got exposed to it. The first time was when I was, like, nine years old at, uh, it was one of them athletic stores where you buy, like, the local city's colors for leather yeah. jackets and members-only jackets and sure. sweatpants and stuff like that. They had carpet oval. So I was nine years old. That puts us at like 1992, 91-ish. Yep. And yeah, so that was my first exposure to it. It was a bunch of bunch of people in Eveleth, Minnesota going around in a circle on carpet. Right on. Oh, yeah, that's good to hear. I, I personally can't wait for my first really cool car experience because it's really cool. That's what RC is, right? Really cool? Yeah. Super cool, Kenny. <laughs> is it like the coolest of the cool you don't even know yet how many chicks are into rc racers there's like three oh, <laughs> there's like oh, yeah nice. there's like at least three. Oh, perfect that's that's more than zero it uh, is dude. all right well that's that's good to hear so so with getting into the rc market and everything and i'm looking into you know if i get a car i want something that kind of resembles you know the, the movie cars uh what was his name lightning bolt mcqueen oh yes lightning mcqueen yeah I want, I want like him, but I want it to be like modified and I want to like tweak it and everything, but I don't know anything about it, obviously. So I'm just going to bounce some ideas off you guys and see what you think, what's possible or what's realistic. Um, so I kind of want to have like little devices on it to, to keep other people away from me. Is that, is that acceptable? <laughs> uh, that yeah, is not acceptable. Uh, it's called the <laughs> uh, swerving left and right and acting like it's an accident. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Because one yep. one idea I had was to um was to mount you know like like little dildos on the side of it like little fenders. 
so they're 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 winging around and they'll slap the other cars away from you in the air. You could definitely so, try it. I can neither confirm nor deny there, that that would okay. be illegal at one of our well, local tracks. The only okay, problem okay. is, is there's little kids at the track. That's the only problem oh, with that. Oh, oh, sure, okay. Other than so that, you would have to, right. like, yeah. like mom did when we were young. You'd have to come up with a lie, essentially, <laughs> to tell them what oh, that vice is. Sure. My car okay. needs its back massagers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, nice. That, the rabbit massage. I like that. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So now that's. That's a maybe. That's a maybe. We'll just keep going down the checklist here of other things I have going on. Um, so then also, hey, by the way, was... I got to stop huh? you real quick, though. If you wanted a car that looked like Lightning McQueen, it would be Spec 12, and you can just draw a face on the front of it like I did yesterday. Yep. Oh, perfect. That settles that. Dollar uh, Hobbies, Woodbury, Minnesota. See you there. <laughs> nice plug. I like it. Um, so another question is, at the track, what kind of like etiquette or um, – you know, like, you know, manners are expected. And, and what do you call it? The race box? Where do you guys all stand? What do you call it again? Driver's, Driver's stand. stand. Or Driver's the, stand. What's, okay. the, what's the English version of it? Rostrum. Yeah. Oh, something. I like that. Driver's stand, rostrum. Uh, if you're racing back in the day, you might have been standing on a ladder. Oh, at, uh, that, was, that was how they did it in the Torque series, didn't they? That's how they still do it in Duluth. Right on. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so in the in the the driver's stand or what have you, what can you like? Can you like jostle around with the characters? Try to, like throw elbows and like shoulders, or or is that un, un, unacceptable? Is that frowned on? It's frowned. It would on. be frowned on. It would be okay. as frowned on as Joe's verbal etiquette when he is on the stand. Joe, how are we supposed to act, and how do you normally act when we're so. racing? <laughs> Last week, I was more conscious and better about it. We all needed to be better, didn't we? I know. I it was went, terrible. And, you know, you literally that uh, during the Sub-Zero Challenge, you literally saw me at my worst that I had been in in years. Yeah. I, got, I got very close to my worst as well. Last week, so. you did. Whew. That was rough. Yep. But um, so there have been drivers that throw elbows and shit. But what? The, oh yeah. The, hey, yeah. Don't you remember that video I showed you of the guy flattening another guy on the driver's oh, stand? I'm saying I'm saying when you're standing next to somebody, you can like you can it's frowned upon, but there have been people that kinda not like throw elbows but kinda sure. like jab into the next guy next to him, mess with him a little bit. That's mm-hmm. very frowned upon. And then you run mm-hmm. into a guy like me, you wouldn't want to do that too. Right. I, How about here's a question. This would be a great equalizer. Yeah. What if I brought in, say, my nine year old nephew? Yep. And just told him to start punching guys in the ding ding. Like, what are they gonna do? He's uh, nine. Well, yeah. No, they would. Uh, but that, ding ding. Uh, he he would probably be escorted out. Uh, <laughs> the fucking ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like mid-race, though, that would be a huge advantage because it's going to take a guy a good minute to recover from that and focus on what he's doing, and I'm just three laps ahead of him already. So when you're at the track, I should bring my diamond MMA cup is what you're saying. <laughs> no, when my nine-year-old nephew's at the track, bring the cup. Gotcha. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so that's good to know. Yep. Um, so the we're, get, we're getting guys... some really hard-hitting stuff here. I'm really glad that we can tie this in with the new drivers segment. All of this is super relevant. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. Um, and then the, the the surfaces you guys race on. Ryan gave me a little overview of it when we last talked. Um, I just want to recap on what are the main elements that you you ride you race on, and what does what are the advantages or disadvantages to each one? Well. There's carpet. The advantages are there's a lot of grip. Um, it's a it's about the same wear on tires, but tires are cheaper on carpet, and um, you can do both on and off road on carpet. But the bad thing about carpet, it's less forgiving. Mm. Like you if, break cars a lot more often when you screw up on the carpet, right? And if you flat land a jump, you're likely gonna pogo ass over end on off the jump that type of thing yeah kind of like kind of like casing on a case pad and then going straight flat yep Yep. and then it just tumbles the car yep and then with clay the negatives the tire game is ridiculous um the tires smell is awful the smell is awful (laughs) the chemicals will kill you yes but in the long run i'll tell you holy shit the payoff is (laughs) The reason we do it is it's it is the coolest version of tenth scale racing because it's as close to you can get as dirt bike racing, BMX racing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Take your pick of off road so, racing. If you can't scale. do that anymore, yeah. Well, I'm talking about I, I said tenth scale. Yeah, you're right. You did. So uh, clay is clay is king. I don't care what anybody else says. It you're is. wrong. <laughs> it is. There, there's um. A lot less work on the car, a lot more work on the tires. Yeah, and just driving in general. A lot of, I think, the most skilled drivers are the ones that get it done on clay. Oh, for sure. Nice. Uh, the mo- they can do it like Kyle can do it on both. Yeah, we don't need to blow anybody. You're right. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's Connor. You're right. You're right. Connor's the only RC driver we blow on this show, according to everybody else. <laughs> I, I so, hear this from everybody else. Are you getting messages I'm not for once? No, I've had some stuff come back through other people. Ah, uh, I got you. Okay. So we, we, we mentioned Seth Van Dalen's name every single show, but nobody says that we blow him. Well, I mean, he's the only pro driver we got in Minnesota. We kind of have to right. mention him. <laughs> right. So, Ryan, I heard mention the, the term tenth scale. What is that at one-tenth of? <laughs> yeah, Joe, why don't you tell us? It's <laughs> So, it's supposed to be like a tenth scale buggy. It's supposed to be tenth scale off of a sand rail buggy. Oh. It's supposed to be. That's kind of what they looked like when they started back in the 70s, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> Benny. Kenny. Benny. Yeah, yeah Benny's right, Benny's possibly coming on later, so I got you two mixed up. Yeah, and then um, nice. The trucks are supposed to be ten scale off of a trophy truck, but I mean, it's not really anymore. If you put a old, it, I would almost say a buggy now is closer to a ninth scale, because if you put um an original original RC ten next to a current buggy, the current buggy is way bigger mm-hmm. there you go kenny it's 10th oh, scale that's... of a sand rail 
that's that's what I needed to know. Now I now I know. Yeah. Um, we have no idea what a stadium truck is tenth scale of though. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be of a trophy truck from back in the early nineties. Which they never ever looked anything like what a stadium truck is. Not no. even close. No, so. I, I actually have um well, they, some call it the original short course truck, but it's a trophy truck. It's a Tamiya S10 trophy sure. truck, and that's as close as it looked. It looks awesome. It handles like pure garbage. Does it look like an Ivan Stewart off-road truck? Uh, a more modern version, yes. Sure. Well, right not on. modern, but like a Did er- you know early that, 90s S10. that Connor Ehlers, because we have to mention him every show because I blow him, uh, <laughs> he has... A, the stand-up three-player version of Ivan Stewart's off-road in his house. Yeah, and he never plays it. I'm jealous of it. That is what I need to finish my basement arcade. <laughs> well, maybe you can buy it off him, but God. if it's like anything else of his, if it's not RC-related, he's probably not selling it. Right. Right. Well, uh, what got do you got, one, Kenny? I got one more thing for you guys yeah. here, and this is this one here. It's You guys can use it for free. You don't have to give me any kind of credit or prop whatsoever. I just want to throw this out in the universe because, you know, I want to see the RC world evolve. Um, so your show is ran out of talent, right? Right. And uh, it's my understanding that that's a, that's a phrase about when, you know, you're having a good race and then you just shit the bed. Happens too often. goes off the rails. You ran out of talent. Yeah. Okay. I propose this. The opposite. Dude ran into talent. Like, where did that come from? Holy shit. Ryan's not that good. What just happened? <laughs> it it but. does. It so happens too. Yeah. <laughs> the stars align, and you just ran into talent. I'm sure that happens probably just as much, I would guess, as running Joel, out of talent. How yeah. mad would you be if next week an RC podcast started and it's called "Ran Into Talent"? <laughs> um, I would find a way to crush them into the fucking ground. <laughs> I sent you a photo uh, of that S10, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah Kenny, I, uh, <laughs> I, I have ran into talent on many occasions. <laughs> Once in a while, everything in the universe clicks together, <laughs> and you run the race of your life. And it's usually when you're the least prepared, you've spent the least amount of time thinking about what you're going to do on the track, and you just you're hustling back from the shitter. You you were <laughs> needed on the driver's stand 30 <laughs> seconds ago. They start the race, and you just go out and have the race of your life. But that happened. Most of that happened last week, except for the race of your life thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. You were, well, like, two minutes before the race, you're like, I got to take a shit. And then it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the pre-race pees and poos quite a bit last week. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I'm racing on road this week. Right on. Yeah, I'm uh, getting cars ready for INS next week. I'm hoping to run Kenny, it into talent hmm? next week. <laughs> You're gonna run it. Yeah, yeah, I I believe in you. It's totally gonna happen. You're not gonna be too flustered from taking care of four separate cars and all the tires involved. I just I think the stars are just gonna align for you. Thirty three oh. heats. That's where it's gonna come in. There's gonna be thirty three <laughs> heats. I'll have Holy time. Balls. Yeah. Um, Kenny, you you were um, riding indoor BMX uh, freestyle yes. today. How'd it go? 
Uh, I went quite well. I went to um, in Webster, Minnesota. It's like kind of by Northfield area. If you're familiar with the southern part of the state. Yes. Um, I stopped. I saw a couple friends of mine hit me up, uh, asked if I want to come out and ride this guy's pole barn where he built a pretty cool setup. Actually, it's a lot of fun. It's real tight and small, but it's like a good technical challenge. And uh, it was fun. There was a lot of guys there ripping around, having a good time. And yeah, I just literally just left there and hopped on the call with you guys. So. Yeah, it was a good time for sure. Very nice. cool. Hey, uh, Kenny, I appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on the show and asking honest questions that we're not taking digs at RC racers whatsoever. Um, you, you took it all very seriously, very professionally, <laughs> and uh, we thank you for that. I, I look forward to seeing you at an RC race coming up probably next week. Uh, you're only going to have to drop about three or four grand you know, to get oh. into the sport. So, <laughs> oh, perfect. That's that's easy. Nothing, yeah. not yep. a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Right. No, nothing to be scared of, especially if you don't like it. I mean, you can sell it all right away for pennies on the dollar. So, okay. Well, I guess one last question that comes to mind is yep. being that you talked about dropping that much money, what if I got like a car that was on like a cord? Would that work? <laughs> for uh, about 10 so, feet. <laughs> so, technically, it would not be radio controlled at that point because oh. you would not be using radio signals to talk from your transmitter mm. to the car would be tethered mm. interesting yeah no okay well i mean i think it'd be a lot cheaper and more efficient that way but yeah right. you you definitely could go to target and buy a a one what is it 148th scale 150th what's ho mm. yeah something is uh 143rd is ho one, 143rd scale uh what do they call them fucking things slot cars slot cars i was having yeah. a brain fart those we can go slot car racing, Kenny. No, nope. oh, yeah. nope, that's more best. expensive. Kenny, People... are are you going to play hockey with me uh, tomorrow afternoon? Tomorrow afternoon? 6.15 p.m. at Drake Arena, I think. Uh, potentially. I, I'd be more inclined to go to that Tuesday session than tomorrow. Well, let's lock in Tuesday night then as soon as you can. All right, we can, we can make that happen, I think. And I've almost completed my goalie gear collection. So I don't think I'll get to play goalie before you leave to go okay. back to your job and all that again. But okay. next time you come to town, I'll try to goaltend one of the sessions so you can light me up. Ah, uh, sounds amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. See you, bud. See ya. Later. All right. That was Kenny Short in Kenny's Questions. Yeah, he's super good dude, seems like. Yeah, it was cool. I, I met him playing intramural hockey and then just playing open hockey every single day. Um, I knew he was into BMX. I did not know that he was a freaking rock star on one. Okay. Um, so we had a ton of fun in the last five years just reconnecting on that level. Well, that's the so. thing. Usually guys around, let's say, into the age of 30, if they're still into BMX, they're pretty good at it. Right. Yeah, and he did it for a living for a long time. So he was traveling oh, with the circus. Yes. Now he's traveling for Disney on ice. Um, yeah, super good rider. One of the many, many good BMX riders that took their skills to the next level at the factory, which was an indoor park in uh, North Minneapolis. Yes, I and remember we, that. We miss it a lot. I remember that back in the day. <laughs> All right, I got a few more on the tones for you. The next one is contracted customers. Okay. Uh, 
contracted customers to becoming it's necessary and unnecessary at the same time because i you could have just said that you are one i am one it's a deeper thing that we won't get into because it's on the tone <laughs> the next thing is driver's meetings ah uh, bub has too good of shit oh wait you're talking oh are you talking driver's meeting uh, i'm talking something driver's meetings in general okay so driver's meetings now are they really necessary anymore is what i'm wondering oh. My snap judgment is we aren't doing them enough. And that's really? why guys like me and you once in a while, we lose our shit because we need to be reminded once in a while, hey, we're racing toy cars. If you crash, it's your fault. No swearing on the stand. No slapping stuff. If you want to release your anger, calmly walk outside and do it where nobody can see or hear you. My fist still hurts from two weeks ago. My hand hurts, too, from slapping the stand. I, uh, I didn't quite do an old iron fist, but it was close. I mean, I, I now, but I, I only learned the hard way. When I went to my first MNRC race, I broke my hand. Yeah. And so now I only slap yep. the driver's stand, and I, and I shouldn't even do that. I, it's, sh- it's I know, ba- you're right. It's baby shit. I should know uh, better. The next. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I should know better. I got a combat jiu-jitsu match coming up again, and I got to stay healthy for it. Every one of us should know better, regardless if You're we're right. doing jujitsu or not. The next one is Spec 12 on rubber at MMR. Sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm looking. I hope it catches on for those guys. I, I you know, I'm, I'm into Spec 12 because I have one. So. I really wish Wednesday night was open for me. I miss Wednesday. I never like Sunday at MMR if I'm totally honest, but I loved. Wednesday, you're in, you're well, I, out. I it was great Friday race. Night, so, oh sure, Friday was great too. You're right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing another one of those. Uh, VTA resurgence, uh, specifically at Dollar Hobbies. I don't know how they're doing everywhere else, but at Dollar Hobbies, they've got a healthy number of VTAs. It's what they need. It really yep. is. They need a class it's, to grow because there's like two or three sedans and two or th- three twelve scales. That's not enough to grow on road at that place. You need something like that. Hot diggity dog. That is the on the tone segment currently unsponsored. Talk to Joe if you want to get on there or myself. Uh, moving on, I, I know uh, we're going to have a little bit heavier racers minute this week. Yes. So should I do mine first or do you have one? I don't have one. I feel like we can just dedicate it to yours. Yes. Last week... We suddenly lost one of the greatest guys that raced at MMR, Roger Wenzel. Just one of the nicest guys, easiest guy in the world to talk to. And it's like just gone all of a sudden. I mean, if you know what happened, it's like, whoa, it really makes you take stock in yourself if that makes sense. But he will be missed, and this one really hurts all over the RC community. Such a great dude. Yeah. I I only knew him uh, just in passing at MMR. Right. Uh, there's You think about all the people that you've had negative experiences with in RC racing, mm-hmm. 
and I'd, I'd, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that had one of those with Roger. Yeah, I couldn't think because he was just so easygoing. Um, I remember I was talking to him. I forget what I was talking to him about. It's like batteries or battery charging. Goes, huh? He goes, it's not my budget. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe start thinking about it. He's like, but if I spent that kind of, he's kind of like dollars to fun ratio. He explained it to me. It made total sense. It's like, wow, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I see, I, I just poked around a little bit because I hadn't run across him in so long. Looked like he was really enjoying RC drag racing. Yeah, he went down to Texas, I want to say in 2019 or 2020 for a big race. He was. Uh, he had some really good looking cars. One of them uh, tugged at my heartstrings because it looked kind of like an El Camino. Yes. That's like my favorite nostalgic car of all time. Is it? See, yeah. I I kind of want one myself, but the wife is right like on. the wife is like, yeah, no, it, it is a long discussion. She called me white <laughs> trash. <laughs> <laughs> she might be right. My yeah, my grandfather loved them, and he was a greasy, hardworking operating engineer uh, most of his life. I think he was did some you know foreman stuff and project managing later in life. But anyway, in his retired years. I rolled around with him in his El Camino, and he'd he'd show up, pick me up. He'd have a a box of cereal waiting for me, and we'd eat that dry together while we were driving around. And I just, yeah, I don't have all that many memories of my Grandpa John, but some of the most fun ones I have are rolling around in an ugly-ass El Camino. Nice. That's going to have to be something you're going to have to get again. What year was it? Uh, you know, I honestly wouldn't know it. I was, uh, I was either eight or nine when he left us. Okay. So I was, you know, six, seven, eight years older than the years that I can remember rolling around with him. Right. But lots of fun. And I don't even care. It, it doesn't have to be a beautiful one. No. I, I just at some point would like to like to rip around on, on, in an El Camino. Sure. But anyway, Roger Wenzel, you will definitely be missed by the RC community. Absolutely. All yeah. right. What do we have next year? Uh, you know, let's see. We've uh, we've taken care of the drivers meeting. Um, if if we can do tech inspection, get into the questions. Yes. I'm gonna start looking up uh, the results for Moto Sheets because I didn't prepare for the show. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I was wrenching. And I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh crap! It's 4:15. I gotta start setting everything up. Yeah, there's no muscle memory, right? Because we never do the track at this time. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, we never do the show at this time. No, you're you're right. Yeah, it's like I'm sitting there getting my CVAs done and all that stuff on my mini truggy. I'm going to do the shocks and diff when we're done and diffs. Are you rebuilding them or are you just taking them apart, cleaning them and greasing them and putting them back together? I'm going to, um, same gears, I'm going to put new seals in them too. Cool. Because they're all still in really good shape. Um, hey, all right. Dale Reek was wondering, will you guys be doing a live show from the 510 asking for a friend? And he take Chris. Well, they're never live. No. Um, I think it just means an in-person show, though, right? We did one back at episode 11, and it was fun. I wouldn't, it was fun. I wouldn't hate 
doing another one. We just got to yeah, figure out a, a time. I'm not opposed to doing it again. It's just it has to be the right day and line up at the right time. It it can't be a trophy race because it cannot be a long day for me because no. I am so freaking ready to leave whatever track I'm at if I've been there for more than eight hours. You're right. It's, so. yeah, it's got to be a slower day or even maybe we could go on a practice day or something. Now you're talking. Yeah. But on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You do your thing. Well, it depends. Sundays. It depends. So, like, if I get done. Maybe a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe not a Friday night. We well, have no idea. Well, the thing actually. is, the only day I'm not at the gym is today. Sure. Um, well, that is not a practice day. No, but, I mean, I, I could move things around and do a double class sometime. Like I said, I'm getting ready for another combat jiu-jitsu match, so I'm going hard in the paint. I got. I also have to make 155 pounds. I'm, oh, okay. I'm I'm 20 pounds away right now. Sure. Eh. <laughs> that's that's doable with a, a lot of sacrifice and um, oh, your I, wife and your kids having to put up with uh, Grumpy Joe. Yeah. Um. So basically, I got to get down to 168 and then cut 13 pounds of water. Sure. Uh, Jeremy Oldham is wondering, when is the MNRC schedule going to get announced? Um, he needs to know to get work off. Well, the outdoor races have been announced, and he was pointed in that direction, and he was wondering about the Motodome. And the thing about... Ah, kids are <laughs> kids are up. That's the thing about this. Kids are uh, up and running around. Sure. It's not a big deal, man. We get. It's I not know. like... We're not a top shelf, you know, Joe Rogan thing yep. going on here. People give us some some rope. So Corey is saying he's left messages for Dale, just trying to figure out what is going on. Yeah. And then um, we gotta we have inline pallet racking to make a thirty six foot driver stand. Um, the deal is though, when Corey says go. We need a lot of people to chip in uh, to right, make this which happen. never happens. But it needs to happen this time, guys. It's, it's the same people every time. It's it's the David Ohms and whoever comes all the freaking way down from where they're at. Yep. And then the rest of it lies on the Brainerd crew. You're right. And usually that's fine for the track build. But this right. time we're making infrastructure, guys. So... When Corey says, hey, I, I'm sure he'll put a message out on Facebook or he'll have me do it or something. When he says, hey, we need to go, guys, we need to do this or otherwise. Yeah, we need to, we need to say, if you're, if you're a badass eighth scale racer and you want to go badass eighth scale racing all summer, we, we should sacrifice a weekend. Or, yeah, or otherwise there will be no Motodome. Correct. Because those guys can't do it alone with Correct. what needs nor, to happen. Nor should they because no. they do enough already. They go right. there every single night the week before the race sure. to water it and make sure that it gets packed correctly and try to get it so that it doesn't blow apart so that everybody cries like a fucking baby That's when the track what, gets rough. Chris Gosh and Trevor Johnson, I think they both take their lunch breaks to go water the track. And it's just like... It's such a thankless deal, too, because it totally gets glossed over, and I'm so yeah. thankful 
that those guys keep doing it yeah. every year. The Hens family also takes time every day, waters and packs also. Right. Um, that's what it takes, man. Yeah. That that's what that's what Sean's out there doing. That's what Dave LaRue is doing. That is yes. what the the Slettons are doing. Right. Man, yep. the, the the dirt at the dome though is getting pretty worn out. Well, I mean, whatever. Oh no! Learn how to learn how to drive on a fucking rough track. Right? No, you're right. Um, I, what year was it that got blown up? They built it without water because the pipe froze. Sure. I want to say it's 2018. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't like it though. It's like, oosh. I mean, I don't know that that 2016 year, um. I think it was the spring race yep. where it blew the hell out and cars were disappearing into holes. Right. I had a blast. You know who likes that the most? The Kyosho guys, because the Kyoshos <laughs> are built for it. I mean, I was driving a car that was not built for it. It was a TLR. Right. And I all I did was slow down. Yep, exactly. Pick your lines. If you If you hit a line and got effed up, try a different line the next lap. Don't do what Joe does. Don't hit the <laughs> jump in the exact same spot every lap and expect a different result. Yeah, I know. I I should know better, but yeah. <laughs> I we all lose our minds when we want to hit the triple. I know. It's so much fun. It is. Big Air is always fun. So, so fun. Yeah, we're still figuring out Moto City dates. It should be the third week of May and the third week of October. Uh, and again, we're just waiting. You, you know what that's like. Yep. Terrell Harris is asking, what happened to gas monster truck racing? Did you race it back in the day? I remember it back when I first started. Did you ever do it? No. And I never even got to drive one. Cause when I was at the, when I was at sports zone practicing with Chad Lexfold and whoever his racing friends were at the time, mm-hmm. um, I I didn't have a lot of money coming in. I could I couldn't even really afford the hot bodies lightning ready to run that I was using. Okay. Um I I didn't want to break these what seemed like very custom uh expensive Traxxas vehicles. God, you could put and, thousands into a Revo or a T-Max. Sure. I just remember that I thought they were pretty damn cool. I I did think though I was like, man, that's a really um that's a lot of roll, like a lot of body roll for a it's, racing vehicle. Okay. But. So what what I ran was, now that I look back onto it, was almost an early truggy. Up in Starbuck, I ran one once, and it was called a Sport Max. The Sport, okay. the Sport Max was a nitro vehicle, and this was from, it was Paul Marcotte's vehicle from RC Car Kings. And I drove it. I'm like, well, do you want me to win with this? He's like, yeah, um, you got a better shot than I do. So I drove his vehicle. And it was a two-wheel drive. The Sport Max was two-wheel drive. And Paul put on bow ties, and he upgraded the steering servo. (laughs) And I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. It wasn't, I just drove it. I drove the piss out of it. I won whatever race it was that weekend. And then for my, for my 18th birthday, I'm like, dad, this is what I want. 
He's like, ugh. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. So that's why I got my gas truck. I got RC10 GT instead. Yeah. Which was, in retrospect, the proper decision. But, man, that was fun. I posted up that one JCon video on my Facebook page. I'm like, God, I want one of those monster trucks so bad. Not because of the way they drive, but because of the way they look. And it does bring me back to the early 90s when I wanted a Clodbuster so bad. Because a J-Con kit is a Clodbuster upgrade kit. Okay. So that's, oh God, I'm trying not to buy one. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it'd all be said and done, it'd be like $530 for the roller. It's like, ooh, there's so many better places I could put money right now. Yeah, there's there's always something better you can do with your money, but um, we make the bad financial decision because we love RC. Right. I'm saying there's better decisions I can make in RC. There's there's that. There's always that. There's literally always something better that you could buy oh, than yeah. a $50 J-Con tire break-in kit. But God damn it, what do you think I bought this <laughs> week? Well, it makes your life easier, doesn't it? Yes, the $14 version would have too, but that J-Con one's got that pretty sweet freaking nut on the end of it. It does. I like that. I bought um, I bought a cheaper version a while ago, and I'm thinking about upgrading myself. But it, well, I think you could just find something really cool like that with uh, whatever that thread is considered. Yeah. You know, I don't think it would have to be expensive. Sure, sure. I think that's just a... Uh... What would it for M four? Is it M four? I don't remember. M four or M three. I don't know. Yep. Anyway. So let's see if we have any more questions. I know I had. So yes, I raced one, Terrell, one time and I loved it. <laughs> and I I loved watching it go down. This was like circa two thousand four. Yes. Yep. Yeah, mine was two thousand. Now, that's right when the Sport Max and E Maxes and T Maxes came out. And, right on. Um, Doug Reek said, I just built my first buggy. What advice do you and Greening have? I say, first off, drive it. What did he build? He built a B6.2. For what class? I believe it's spec. Okay. Um, yep. Drive the hell out of it. Yeah, um, obviously make sure your camber and tow in, out, whatever direction you want to go. Usually you want to keep that around zero or slightly out. I mean slightly out. Um, but, yeah, make sure you get your camber at negative one in all four corners. Make sure you're 20 millimeter ride height and go have fun. And I, I hit this in a recent driver's meeting uh, every time you hit the track, try to be consistent with your preparation. Right. Um, you know, if you wash tires, wash the tires. If you saw sauce, uh, check your ride height, check your camber. It takes you 30 seconds before you slap the thing down to make sure that you're driving a consistent ride. And then also, uh, since this is Doug, 
I'm assuming he's going to drive it at the 510. So go out there, turn the blower on, and blow off the track before you drive, too, because it's most critical for two-wheel drive vehicles. Sure. Um, the way the way I've been doing my camber lately is I get it wherever close on each side. And then, because you know where you check on the rim, it's either going to be plus or minus because sure. the rims aren't exact. So I get them close, and then I measure my tie rods, and I split the difference. I make the tie rods exactly the same. I measure the inside of the to the ball cup. That seems to work out the best. And I don't know if it's legal, but those cars are so slow that it would be worth throwing a slippery eliminator kit in that car. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, get used to driving it with the slipper first because sometimes, ooh, dude. So it could be the way Jeremy was driving the car last week too, but um, J.R. Simpler's car, because uh, Jeremy qualified with it, J.R. did the main. That thing looked loose. It looked very loose. So, you know, get it to where you can't break it loose and then yeah try the slipper eliminator because that's a big weight savings it's like i want to say it's like 17 grams sure and that's rotating mass so that's all we have in that that's the end of the tech inspection segment which is available for sponsorship once again if you want to come on here and you want to be blown like uh i blow connor (laughs) to Every episode, that's the one. I've got something uh, I want to add to the show. It's very random. Okay. It's it's got a it's a new segment. It's got a new name. It's basically I'm just gonna go through uh, my calls essentially on Skype, and we're just gonna call a random person. Oof. It is. <laughs> so it's a random call. We're calling this one the Volunteer Marshal. Yep. Because so every once in a while, the driver, uh, the race director, he's going to start calling out for a Volunteer Marshal, and once in a while, you got to answer the phone. Right. So I'm adding a random person to the call. Okay. We will see if he or she picks up. Okay. I did this. A year ago. Do dee do and dee do dee. See that oh, doesn't. All right, we swung, we swung and we missed. Yep. On the first one. That doesn't come through on my end. I wish it did. I'm gonna call another one. Okay. I don't hear anything either when I'm adding somebody to the call. Okay. Uh, what was his name? There he is. Yeah. All right. Try number two. Okay. Do dee do. Oh, swing and a miss, strike two. Dang. All right, last one. Because three strikes and we're out. Yep. So, all right, third and final attempt to get somebody randomly on this show for the volunteer marshals segment. It's a duty that you don't want to do. But once in a while, you just have to. Oh, we got one. We got a live one. It's Benny Van Cleve. Benny, welcome to the Ran Out of Talent podcast. Hello. Great to be here. Benny is somebody that I've talked about, maybe not in name, 
but uh, I've been doing my best to hook Benny into RC racing. Uh, we met at Pepsi. We share a love for motocross and racing in general. And here we are a few years later. Benny's got a B6.2 cool. that he runs at Dollar Hobbies during the off-road. And I have two spec 12s currently, possibly selling one to Benny, but he is racing his first on-road race tomorrow. Sounds fun. Dollar Hobbies. So are you liking the hobby, Benny? It's fantastic, except for putting up with Ryan. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all got to put up with them, though. Yeah, well, I'll call my wife and start a support group, Benny. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm doing a great job stimulating the economy. Yeah. <laughs> are you, though? Well, depends who you ask. Well, you haven't bought a transponder yet, so. Yeah, Just I have saying. one. Yeah, you do have one. That's true. But did you buy it? Uh, kinda. <laughs> did you kind of buy it? In what On what freaking planet did you kind of buy a train? Well, that's a story for another day, Ryan. Oh, okay. All right. Are we going to circle back to that? Um, that that's all, all up to you. We're going to circle back to it. All right. We're going to draw a circle, circle back to it. Yep. Let's, let's talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about tomorrow. Joe, what, do you have any questions for Benny about tomorrow, his first on-road race? I do. So what are you going to try to accomplish in your first on-road race? Are you going to go out there and go for consistency, go out there and try to take Ryan out? Are you going to try to just go for the overall win? Well, most likely just for some consistency and to keep Ryan from yelling, stop smashing into stuff. Yeah. So when... So when Benny, and it's hard to fight this, but when Benny hits something and the body starts rubbing on a wheel, yep. he likes to keep driving it. And I go, oh. stop, stop. Yeah. Um, I got you beat there. So Joe 3 last week destroyed his motor. <laughs> we want to know how? Yeah, of course. <laughs> he destroyed his motor because he kept, ass slap in the chassis so hard off of that uh so you know that triple he would double it but he'd keep the front wheels sky high and just smack the back end sure well i go and i look at the motor well last night i'm looking i'm like thought i had his car done turn it on to check everything it's not moving i'm like oh shit his esc's bad switch esc out nope it's not that then so I switch the ESC back again because he doesn't get the ESC out of my carpet car. It w the motor uh, he not knocked the stator loose from the can. Wow! Yeah, from slamming it so hard. That's impressive. Off of what? That uh, triple at the five ten. He was doubling oh, okay. it. Okay, he was over jumping it. No. But he was keeping the front wheels sky high and just slapping the bottom of the chassis so hard. It sounded like okay. it, it was a solid hit, and he did it several times. Sure. Ooh, I was... In Supercross, we call that the wheel tap. Yeah. Ooh. It was a little smoother, usually. <laughs> Benny, yeah. you rode dirt bikes today. How did it go? I did. I went and stimulated the economy in Wisconsin without a mask. Yep. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, beautiful. Oh, uh, did uh, 
I did anybody get shit. did anybody get seriously injured? Uh, there was a few casualties, but no helicopter rides today. That's good. Uh, it's it's somewhat a common occurrence, Joe, at the Amsoil Arena in which is connected to Cedar Lake Speedway. Yep. Um, I don't even think it's called the Amsoil Arena anymore. Anyway, at the Cedar Lake Indoor Speedway Dirt Bike Track, whatever the fuck. Um, it's kind of like, have you ever been to a county fair dirt bike race? Joe? I want to say we raced our C cars in there before. Um, if you've ever been to a county fair dirt bike race, that is where people basically come right off the farm Yep. and decide that they're going to be a dirt bike racer that night with, um, absolutely no qualifications nor proper safety equipment nor a bike that would ever pass tech inspection at a sanctioned race. Yep. And they're inside walls with poles. (laughs) Inside walls with poles, and they basically go out and try to kill each other. Yeah, it's Inadvertently. Yeah, it's never on purpose, but it happens. So Benny subjects himself to this every Saturday, even though some of his buddies have been hit head-on with other motorcycles at this particular track. That sounds terrible, man. That's how much Benny loves dirt bikes. He can't stay away from them. So do you guys race there or do you just practice? I used to race there. Now I just limit myself to practice because I try to stay healthy. My current employer doesn't like how much time I miss because of injuries. Benny's been um, a bit of a Humpty Dumpty the last three years. Yep. Uh, Every time he falls, he breaks. So, well, that's why, that's why, well, there's a couple reasons, but that's the reason I haven't done a full MMA match yet, because if I get injured, that's trouble. Yeah. You don't want to end up on life support. Well, no, that's not the worry. The worry is if my old ass busts an ACL or if I tweak my back or screw my neck up, that's a worry. There is also the remote or maybe even not remote possibility that you could end up with more brain. I would say brain damage, but we have to qualify that with more brain damage between. So Benny, I don't know you, but I'm going to say between the three of us, we have 30 concussions. (laughs) Easily. The brain damage. There's yeah, there's absolutely no doubt. The brain damage. Oh, just so people know. In the random call, the the volunteer marshal segment where Benny was so gracious, I wasn't able to raise um, Eric Swanson or Danny Williams. So just so you guys know, oh, yeah. if if either one of you listen to the show, I doubt you do, but maybe somebody you know does. Uh, you can tell those guys we tried to call them, we just weren't able to raise them. Yeah, Danny listens. Eric Swanson, he doesn't have time for any of us anymore. Sure. So yeah, it happens. It does. Um, yeah, so, um, what do you think about Friday night only racing at Dollar Hobbies now, Benny? Did you like the, do you like the Friday nights or do you like the Saturdays more? I like the Friday nights. Okay. I I like that. He he doesn't have to make the decision between dirt bikes and RC cars then, which it's, I mean, dirt bikes wins almost every time when you put it up against anything else. Yeah. So, well. Oh, sorry, I had to stand up and get my caliper. Um, yeah, here's uh, Friday nights to me are almost more tempting because, dude, I could do a double class Saturday at the gym 
and then go racing Friday night and just be done with it for the weekend. Sure. Sure. Well, and that's Ryan makes fun of me because I feel like I'm kind of like you, Joe. I, I do a little bit of training and this and that and like to go to the gym and Ryan thinks I'm silly, but you know, then it doesn't consume your whole Saturday. And I know, like, but it's good to keep your body strong. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, he hawks Pepsi every single day. It's so not the same as long thing. as you, as long as you eat. Well, I would argue that, um, when I was watching what I was eating and yeah. I was doing that job, I was freaking ripped. Oh yeah, you get my ripped. first year there. Oh for sure. And I was in amazing shape. Uh, I was kicking ass on bicycles. It was it was damn near a comprehensive program, especially because if you want to, you can make it a cardio workout too. You can run your ass off all day. Yep. To but, get done earlier. And then you just right. added something. You're kicking ass on bicycles. That's another thing right there. No, you know what happened, Joe? What? Ryan sits and waves his arms at a crane guy, and now he's a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Uh, hey, is uh, is Christian Craig going to shit the bed tonight? Oh, Hi. God, I hope so. I didn't say this out loud, but yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. The Jets on it. You, dude. I haven't watched ever since they ta- they've taken it off of whatever TV. I haven't. What are you watching on now? The Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, we have Peacock. It's one of the worst apps ever. It's in line with the ESPN app, uh, for most terrible app on the internet whatsoever. Right. <laughs> So uh, definitely the, not as effective as Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Does not connect the people with what they want. Unfortunately, so, looks like I picked Jet last week, so I can't pick him. And if I pick Christian Craig, which I'm going to, he will probably have a bad night. So I'm going to sacrifice my my uh, fantasy team to hopefully bring CC some bad luck. Right. Yeah. Or Cole Nichols is a good him, pick. I want to see him eat dirt. Yeah, but he's you can't count on him. He's a handicap one. And you just can't count on that dude. How much is Peacock monthly? Like five ninety nine if you get the non premium version. Yeah. <sighs> it's not worth, worth it. it. You can a guy like you can go on YouTube and watch the recap. Yeah, and that's what I because usually <laughs> Saturday nights I'm watching fights. Yep. And I watch I used to uh D V R it and watch a replay sure but i got rid of direct tv a month or so ago and because that was paying i didn't even realize how much i was paying i was paying 127 dollars a month for direct tv <laughs> and i barely hey, watched it i have some questions for you fellas since you guys are the experts and i'm new to this sport okay whoa 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 who told you we were experts? Oh, you you see me, Ryan. I have no idea. I just go, hey, Mitchell, I need this part. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. So whether it's on-road or off-road, where do I go to figure out, like, I'm used to being, like, I used to race cars and stuff, and we'd have, like, cheat sheets. If the car's doing this, fix, change this or do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, to make my car better. Yep. Benny. Benny. Sometimes I don't know Benny. if I can trust Brian's giving me the right information. Benny. 
You know what you're asking for? What? It's literally in the driver, the owner's manual of the car that you built. Yep, right in the back. All right. I'll, I'll, flip, <laughs> I'll keep flipping the pages and get to the back. Well, Plus, that's it's uh, so boring on, to read. If you go on Team Associated's website, you can find what other guys use for setups. Or if you ask Joe, you don't even have to ask him nicely because he's always trying to shove setups down your throat. <laughs> um, he'll send you a good, a good carpet setup. Yeah, well, the one I have now is for a B6.1, but it would translate very well to a B6.2. There you go. Sure. Tell them tell him what you don't like about your car, Benny. Well, but you said it was because of the way I was driving it. Like when you land off the jumps and go turn in the corner, the back end like always wants to skip. Or Oh, know. yeah, because you're probably turning before all four wheels are on the ground. That's what I told them. And that's the most difficult thing about carpet racing right there is you have to land on the backside of the jump. And then you got to, because especially at Dollar, because they have limited space, they always put a jump right into a corner. And I do that all the time myself. It's a bad habit because it's like. The second you see your front wheels land, you want to start cutting that corner, but you can't. You got to wait that millisecond. Yeah, it's it's just the way it is. Set your ride height at fourteen millimeters and rip. All right, I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's that? What else uh, you got, Benny? Not much. Well, hey, ride along with us. Whatever you're doing, though, can you stop, like, moving around? Yeah. I'm not doing anything. Okay. Well, then just keep not doing anything. And then it sounds like he's got a call on his other line. <laughs> um, we can move into what the hell's our race results segment called? The Moto Sheets. Yep. The Moto Sheets segment. So today uh, we're going to cover clay. It's the the toy box versus the 510. Looks like the 510 got 45 entries. The toy box got 26. Um, good random Saturday for the 510. A little bit light for the toy box. That's such a bummer box, for the toy box. What's that? It's such a bummer for the toy box, but, I mean, I get it. Some people are burnt out on it a little bit. Well, I mean, either that or just, you know, whatever it, Every track has an, a down weekend here and there. Right. Uh, 17.5 stock buggy, amen. Jesse Schultz wins that. Kenny Beefus second. Matt Pierce, third. Nice. Uh, Truggy. Man, this is going slow. Kyle Quast wins it. Nick Pappenfuss, second. Ben Savakul, third. Looks like Ben TQ'd. I, I got to talk to Ben. <laughs> He wasn't fast in the main. He didn't have the fastest lap. Let's see what he did. I wonder what happened with him because something. Cause... Ben, ben, ben. Oh, it broke. Oh. He must have broke. Yep, that'll do it. He must have broke right at the end because he led the entire race until Quast uh, took it over. Okay. Ben, ben was going to be my fourth call, actually, in the random call. Yep. Uh, we'll move over to the 510. Uh, let's see. Stock buggy A main. Boy, this sucks how slow my internet's going today. Jordan Cortan, Alec Hins, Trent Fulmer. Not- notable mention, Corey Hins TQ'd. 
but it looks like you ran out of talent. <laughs> As happens sometimes. Mod four wheel drive buggy. That's Kyle Holmberg, James Dolan, and Seth Van Dalen. Awesome. Clayton Cartaluca and Torot were also in that race. Uh, mod two wheel drive. Kyle Holmberg, Clayton Cartaluca, Corey Hins third, Joe Scaramel, John Click, James Dolan. Yep. Uh, we got to hit Truggy, right? Yeah. Looks like looks like Ross Judnick found some last minute tires. Uh, not gonna stop giving him shit for that. Ross has, uh, I've seen his tire collection for outdoors. There's just no reason that he shouldn't have clay tires sitting around for his vehicles. I know. Um, well, he should have bought them when they're in. There, no, almost everybody, every company is out of clay tires right now. Right. Uh, my buddy Bruce went racing this weekend. He got fourth. That's our notable mention for Truggy. Cool. Sean Van Dalen takes the win by a couple laps, or at least one lap and some change over KP Reigns and Ross Judnick. Put it on the podium. Cool. Sounds and good. looks like Jake broke on the fifth lap. Jake Glinger. Glinger. Yep. Glander. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Tony G broke on the fourth lap. No real surprise there. Tony's kind of a wrecking ball out there. Well, and I've been trying to help him work on his stuff here and there, but it's like I haven't seen him in a few weeks and all that stuff. And a lot of the stuff is the truck. Does that make sense? Sure. So. That makes huge sense. If your car is not working right, I mean, it's kind of kind of hard to drive it. So that is Moto Sheets. All right. We did uh, Volunteer Marshall. We did Questions. Shit, man, we're pretty much uh, running out of content. I Unless, Benny, you have anything? I think he disappeared. He's, no, I'm good. He was muting it. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I, I got a, just a couple um, news notes that are quick. Um, Today, Thornhill in Texas for a club race got 277 entries. I thought that's a notable. Holy balls. How pissed off would you be personally, Ryan, if you went there just expecting a regular Saturday and then that happened? <laughs> I'd try not to be pissed off. I would try to just uh, do what I wanted to do for as long as I could do it and then go home without bitching to anybody. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, fuck, good for them. I'm, I'm looking it up right now to see if a uh, gas truck raced. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, but uh, you know, also, um, the Plex had like 120 some today, but next week is INS there. So that's why they had such a, well, not the only reason, but that's a big reason why they had such a good day. Holy fucking balls, man. They had so many people there and they did not race gas truck. Ooh, that's so gas truck is probably officially dead once again. Uh, everywhere in the country. Yep. Um, MMR is open again for racing. Sign up on the Facebook page. Um, they have a week. They have a amount that they let into race. If you're not on the sheet, you're taking a gamble going in there without being pre-registered. Um, yeah. So don't do it. Yeah. Just pre-register. You know, it's Andrew's place, so you got to follow Andrew's rules. So right. Just do whatever they ask. Right. And then um, Mayako. Mayako, 
you sons of bitches, you let me down. How did they let you down, and why are you let down? Why do we need another A-scale company, Ryan? <laughs> we, we don't. Um, what's this customized bullshit they're talking about? You know what I mean? Uh, no. Did you wa You would have had to watch that video. You no, of course I didn't. I don't care what's going on. You could have your world. name laser engraved. And it's all about custom cars. Like, you send them, like, where you race and all that, and they'll send you your car with the proper parts. But I have a feeling that, okay, this is this is a total guess, and don't get pissed at me if I'm wrong. Um, I do like what they said about they won't have any contracted customers or sponsored drivers. Okay, cool. Um, but I have a feeling JQ's gonna get disappear, and then all of a sudden Mayako's gonna come onto the scene. I think Mayako is JQ. JQ two point I really do. Right um, on. Well, just from the clues are there. If you listen to, I know the No Name Podcast is a little long for you, but if you listen to the No Name Podcast and you watch his YouTube videos and all that other stuff, all signs point to JQ, which is cool. It's fine. Um, And I wish him well, and I hope this car is a success, and I hope it's everything you want it to be. But if this isn't JQ and this exists on the same plane, and you're just adding another A-scale buggy. You know what? I want to fight the owner. Fist fight him. I want to get in a bar brawl with the owners of Mayako. This pisses me off. Why is that? What were you expecting? I don't know, man. But I was really hoping it wasn't another A-scale buggy. <laughs> just uh, because... Well, Nitro is the glory, homie. Ah, shout, no. out, shout out to Keenan. Yeah. But think about this. You have so many fringe What would you have wanted to do, though? You'd, I, we don't want another 10th scale buggy. We don't want another on-road car. What do we want? Yeah, we don't need another tire company, but part of me thought it was a tire company. So basically, we don't need anything. No, not a thing. It could have right. been a motor company. It could have been, you know what? A headset company. A good good set of headset two way headsets that don't cost three hundred and fifty dollars. I'd love that. <laughs> it's that you're gonna be hard pressed to get that because anytime you get it, you know about sound quality. Yeah, I do. Anytime you get into quality with headsets, it costs a lot of money. It, for sure. And you know what? They do sound really good. If you've ever I bought I bought a trucker headset uh last week. Okay. And they're no they're no freaking joke. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, but that's about all I got right now because not a ton's what happening. You, what if if it is what you say it is? You think? Uh, do you think Mayako's got a a chance of doing better than JQ, or is it gonna fall on its face? Uh, Ryan, I'm not being self-deprecating. I'm being honest with myself. I am a man of average intelligence that is slightly gullible. Yeah. And if I put this together, everybody else has put this together. <laughs> okay, so answer the question. 
I think it'd do better if he's behind the scenes. Like if all of a sudden he's like a half owner and he's just engineering. Who's going to do all the tech tips and shit like that, though? Because if it's not him delivering the message, which he is very good at that stuff. His book came Who's going to deliver it through a game of radio? And how much is going to get lost in translation? You're, well, he's still going to have his YouTube channel. Okay. Um, also, he has his book. His book does cost $100, which sounds like a lot. But if you're an old racer and you bought the Triple X main setup book in 2002, and most people did back then, and they still have it in their box, and they still reference it. Honey, can you feed the cats? Wife, can you feed the cats? He's yelling at me. I'm guessing guessing your cats eat at 6 o'clock on the dot. Nah, it's usually four. Ooh, I can't I can't believe I haven't been getting torn apart. Ooh, yeah. No, if my cats, if it's anywhere near, so I I play a little game on the weekends because Jackie sleeps in on the weekends. So she normally feeds the cat cats in the morning when she gets up for school. I try not to feed the cats when Jackie sleeps till whatever she sleeps until, and no, they don't. They like headbutt the crap out of me they scream <laughs> at me it's yeah that's not happening they're not shy about when they want to be fed my my dog isn't either so um you know what circling back i i really wish my uncle well then because we're not gaining an eighth scale company technically if that's if it is what you say it is we're just yep. replacing one with another a new name and i like a lot of stuff about JQ. I do too. And um I'm just I personally can't run the car because I need so much help. Right. Same and I here. get that I get that help from some guys that I'm friendly with locally. That's so, why if I were to win that contest, I hate to say it, I would get a Kyosho or a Techno or an Associated. Yeah. Um part of me though wants the Mayako itself. I'd I would I <laughs> I've thought about buying JQ cars several times because I was, for a long time, I was so into the Facebook Live videos and just learning from him. And I, I think I'm going to buy his book. I don't even remember what it's called. I don't really want to plug it yeah. for free. No, I hear on you. here. And it, but like I was saying right before, it is 100 bucks. That's fine. It is. By me. That, you're gonna I think keep that's it in... $100 very well spent because there's a lot of knowledge in there. Yes. And you can just go back and reference it whenever you want. You don't have to keep asking Kyle Holmberg, okay, what was, what was I supposed to do now? <laughs> what, Dude. What, what with the pills? Yeah, Kyle and Clayton and Seth and all yeah. those guys, they're not always going to be there, and that's who I fall yep. back on. I'm actually, uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to get a couple Technos for the summer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I I'm going to stay. I think I'm going to get a Techno Nitro buggy, and I'm also, I want to have a practice car and a race car, not because, you know, I practice much. I don't, but I would really like, you know, I'll have all my cheaper stuff yep. in the practice car, and if something breaks on the race car and I cannot fix it without skipping a round of qualifying... I'll just run the backup car. Sure. No, that makes total sense. 
I think I'm just going to upgrade the associated a little bit more and make cool. it a 0.15 instead of a 0.2. It's, Get the arms that don't break when you breathe on them. Yeah, I already have those. Um, right. I might keep the rear arms the same. And this is, it's probably foolish. Because, okay, I got the MBX-8 when it first came out. And the car is just terrible, terrible, terrible. But then I'm like, the, the rear end did not feel planted to the ground at all. And then I right. put the MBX-7 rear arms on there. And bang, it was instantly a million times better. It seemed like several cars there did what BMX is doing right now. They got way too far away from the average driver and focused on what the pros needed, and that is not what we need. Right. That's what I feel like is happening with BMX race frames right now. Right. Some of them are starting to come back from being way too geared towards the pro uh, riders. Well, every generation does that. I mean, if you remember, okay, my SCPK Ripper. Oh, dude, it was great. It was light, but uh, the frame broke on a drop of a hat. Same with Torker. Do you remember our generation of racers, a Haro Monocue or Monocoque? (laughs) Monocoque, yeah. That thing was hideous, but man, it was a race machine. It was a race machine. Uh, It seems like every generation BMX does that, but now... RC's really doing it right now. I'm I'm curious about the rear arms on the associated in comparison, but I'm honestly afraid of them. <laughs> sure. With what I, I with what I dealt with with that Mugen, I'm like, Egh. and I have like three sets I could break before. But you know, I do the front. I would do the underdrive and the uh, front and the rear, the underdrive gears. Sure. I already have the tall shock tower with the taller shock shafts and all that other crap. So, yeah. I got all that stuff, and I'm going to have to sell those kits. Do you have a point two, or just the car? No, I've got upgraded dot ones. Yeah. One came from Joe Scaramel, and the other came from Kendall Welch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be... Like I said, I think I'm going to... Most likely, I'm going to say the same, but if I get that 1 in 126 chance of winning a full setup, I don't know. It's either going to be Techno or Kyosho. Benny, unmute yourself. Oh, is he still on here? Yep. Oh. Benny, Benny, Benny. Benny. Hello? Benny. Hey, uh, what kind of 8th skill vehicle are you going to get, Benny? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I told you not to get one because you like riding dirt bikes too much when it's warm out. But you, I did, you will admit I that it looks pretty cool, right? Yeah, what, whatever that one thing we went and I helped you or watched you with, I, I could get into that. Yeah, we went to FTR. Oh, I that's... I don't remember if he was there for MNRC Yeah, that not, was for the but... MNRC. Yep. Yep, because I... That... So no, okay. Now I'm putting a face to the name because I've seen you before. I was the announcer at that race. Oh yeah. Oh, I was walking yeah. around lost. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to pit for you. I want somebody that knows what they're doing to pit for yeah. you. Yeah. No, I, I don't blame me on that one. All right. Um, should we end this, guys? It's getting to be not late, but 
I got to eat dinner and Absolutely, whatnot. yeah. I got to pick my fantasy team. Benny, are, are you going to pick Thomas Doe on your team? I did. Probably going to pick Thomas Doe. Probably going to eat shit on it, too. What about Logan I'm... Carnell? Did you pick Carnell? No, I picked him last week. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm just excited for tomorrow, and I can't wait. Yeah, I like should... going to Dollar. That place is awesome. They treat you well. Yeah. Dude. He loves Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Mitchell is a good dude. He he is. Mitchell and Kelly are my two favorite Dollar Hobby employees. Well, can I say, I've every time I go there and when I went and bought all my stuff there initially, they treated me well, took care of me. Yep. And I've walked into other hobby stores since then, and, I mean, they barely even want to talk to you. Well, it's partly, it depends. So they are... A lot of hobby shop workers are introvert nerds. Sure. And that does come across as them being an asshole. So, sure. But no, well, I, I, I get what you mean. No, I did. But I've there's a, a other hobby store that I won't name the name of that I used to. <laughs> It's a funny story, but that's for a whole nother day. I used to be really big into battle bots and. I bought a lot of stuff there. Okay. Kenny used to be a millionaire, by the way. Really? <laughs> well, that's he was married to one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's when we'd go to RC events in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he knows Chang. Is Chang knew him when he had oh. money, but now Chang doesn't have any time for him. Yeah, Chang's Chang's Chang. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time and money there, and then I went in there and was asking about RC stuff, and just be, I mean, I don't know anything. I was trying to get answers, and they just look at me like I'm retarded. Yeah, a lot of them will, because it's like, they've been in the hobby so long, and how dare you not know exactly what you want? Sure. That That's so the way I, some of them act, and no, Dollar Hobbies is really good at uh, getting you what you need. Yeah, so I have no complaints there. Yeah. We just need more B6.2 parts on the wall, boys. Good luck with that. Uh, that's everywhere. Or I just need to quit crashing. That too. But that's everywhere, man. The All hobby shops, not just Dollar, but even the bigger ones like A-Main, Stormer, Tower, all of them are hurting right now for parts too. Dude, there must be a ship or something like that that they won't, aren't allowing to empty. Right. Uh, like an RC ship, because tires, parts, everything is so hard to come by right now. Benny, who the hell are Schlosser and Simonson? I don't know, but that Schlosser looks like a. He looks like a. I don't know. I was trying. I was like trying to decide ball? if I wanted to swing for the fences and pick him. He was leading the last chance race last week, and he ate shit on the last lap. <laughs> He's a 16. I'm staying. I mean, the payoff would be nice, but I usually don't take a lot of risks with my fantasy picks. So, Joe, where do you train and fight at? So I train out of um, the Academy of Elk River. It is a branch off of the uh, Martial Arts Academy in Brooklyn Center where Brock Lesnar and Sean Shirk and all those guys used to train. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm really... It's funny. So I'm not particularly good.
good at Muay Thai, and I'm not particularly good at jiu-jitsu and wrestling, but on Sundays, the time when we do get to put on the four-ounce gloves, I can put it together, and it's depressing because I'm 38 years old. I'm like, I think I could have made a career out of this. Shit. Yeah, but you would have you would have ended up a retard like all the rest of them. Dude. I, how what do you think I feel? I'm 46 trying to ride a dirt bike. Exactly. Every time. I'm 38 and I'm trying to be a BMX hero. Yeah, you're getting concussions there, Ryan. <laughs> and you're getting con- everybody's getting concussions just everybody looks like looks at fighting in a bad light. And there's a uh, Spencer Fisher fighter who's 40-something years old who's got Parkinson's and CTE like crazy. It depends on your brain. You can be like Dave Mira to where it just absolutely destroys you. Or look at Mad Matt Hoffman. Mad Matt Hoffman's fine. Uh, He is not fine. Well, okay, you're right. (laughs) Um, He is in outer space. He's and he all... has been for a long time. Yeah. Um, what would be another example? Oh, it's tough. Ryan Hughes. Yeah. Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Travis Pastrana is still pretty funky after all the hits. He... But, you know, if you take hits, you're going to – whatever you do, you're going to take damage. But for yeah. me – Yeah, if you, like to, if you like to live in the fast lane, for sure, you'd, you do have to pay – pay to play but that's the thing so i'm i have so much fun in the gym and that's where it's like that's what kills me is i could have done what i loved if i would have had the resources and the education of where to train back in the day and all that stuff i could have done it sure because uh the original academy in brooklyn center has been there since 1993 all right man we should uh end this we've been almost going for an hour and 40 yeah we've run out of content we've ran out of talent thanks for joining us benny we'll talk to you guys later yeah no problem thanks guys yeah bye